This isn't just a college football game. Number one Clemson visits number four Notre Dame. And here come the Irish. This is the paw print versus solid gold. Dabo versus Kelly. My name is Fire, Fury, Power. My name is... Kyron Williams, right goal! Legend. Touchdown! In the angle of a firing deep ball downfield. Touchdown! This isn't just a college football game. Touchdown! This is TC and Jake. Jake, I don't even know where to start. We don't have any large topics, but we have a lot of bullshit to talk about. <laughs> it's a big day for you. It's a big day for me. Uh, you know, you, you all may recall that the uh, Alabama leprechaun uh, is a, a close friend of mine. Um, you also have a connection in that uh, you were, you were uh, passed out drunk in the back seat whenever we went through the same area. So kind of the same thing. I actually came to enough to... I think I have a photo in front of that uh, tree Yeah, no, you went to the tree. Yeah. yeah. By, by the time... We, we had rallied by the time we got to the tree. That was the, a four loco situation, I believe. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, I, I seem to remember a uh, strawberry margarita in a can also Ooh, playing... Maybe that was uh, it. I think it was both. It wasn't <laughs> both? <laughs> I, think, I think that gas station had more than one kind of alcoholic drink. Yeah. Um, that's, how they, that's how they do it in Mississippi. That was where we were whenever we purchased the alcohol. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, the Texaco, which was a disappointing thing overall. Just whenever we went to hang out one time, uh, all the flights were booked up. It was going to be a couple hundred dollars extra to go into Pensacola, which is the closest airport to uh, Gulf Shores. And then um, even Mobile was going to be considerably expensive. So Biloxi became the uh, the safe haven for us. Was that and the same trip where things went sideways on the way home yes. in Mississippi for the yes. other fellows? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. It was. They, they spent were, a lot of time in Bluffs. We, we have a rough history with yeah, no, MISSI. Mississippi does not tend to treat our group well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, we, we touched down. We realized we were going to go through Mobile anyways. Figured might as well pull off. And you did not miss much because... Like, there just wasn't any one thing you could point to. Like, we went to the Texaco, we walked in, we asked around about Sean, and uh, the guy, like, was clearly uh, fucking with me. Like, he was like, I yeah. had never heard of Sean. And yeah. uh, then, like, I like overheard him telling someone else, like, yeah, they're asking about Sean. Yeah. Uh, and I remember like, this, actually. Surprisingly. Yeah, fucked up, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I just was trying to get my friends, like, because I was, you know... Big talk walking in of like, you guys watch. He's going to know Sean. He's going to know Sean. Hey, you know Sean? Guy, absolutely not. No, never heard of anyone named Sean. Never in my entire life. And but then it was did. actually a different trip where I had to drive home with Danny. Uh, what was the deal there? Ooh, no, I think that was it. I think that was the same one. No, no, no. Because one time I drove home. Yeah, no. I think that we went to Biloxi. The flight worked out for some people. Your flight got fully canceled till the next day, 
Okay, so that's different from Danny getting arrested in Mississippi. Correct. Yeah, okay, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. All right. No, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny was flying with us. That was Got it. it was the next year because it was very difficult to convince Danny to fly into Biloxi because And now the dude flies like all the time. But he had made a, a, a pact with himself in... that I'm never going back to Mississippi. They've treated me too poorly. Yeah. And I didn't feel good about making him break it, but I also didn't feel good about saying paying several hundred dollars extra for a ticket. So I think I drove fourteen straight hours through like the worst weather I've ever experienced in my life. Well, you know, you had to produce a midday show <laughs> when the stakes are that high. I've done so much dumb stuff for very little payoff, TC. I don't know about that. Not as you sit, at- sit atop this throne now. So I went camping this weekend. I think your microphone is... Jacked up a little bit. Turned around. Um, so I wanted uh, you to just read a couple of text messages that I screenshotted here for you. Okay. These are all about in camping? Being in camping. So one friend is asking, as he's already volunteered to bring the meat, uh-huh. burgers. He says, how many people do we have? And then follows up with, all righty, well, I'm probably only going to bring 10 or so burgers if someone wants to bring the other meat. Yeah. Now herein we get what I believe to be a joke <laughs> that really threw everything askew. Uh-huh. It is a screenshot, or a JPEG, I guess, of a shrimp ring. Yeah. And it says... cocktail setup. This is another person, the meat man. I got a couple shrimp rings, so we should be good. Meat man replies, LOL, what the fuck? Fair. Now, shrimp ring guy has already been asked to bring tortillas. Uh Uh-huh. He sends an image of the shrimp rings and is told... You're still going to need to bring those tortillas. He replies, these shrimp rings are not cheap, dude. You cannot expect me to get tortillas, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it really devolved from there, which is essentially why anytime uh, our group of friends does anything, I just handle it all myself. <laughs> yeah. Rather than being here about uh, these shrimp rings are too much. Can't tortillas? We literally like had this parceled out to where uh somebody was like, you get forks, you get plates, you get tortillas. What are we gonna do about cups? It's like, dude, just buy all of it and use Venmo. Mm-hmm. These shrimp rings aren't cheap, dude. You can't expect me to get tortillas too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I see what he's. I see what he means. Jesus, he, he wants everyone pulling their weight equally. Did go camping, although I was told it's not camping because I didn't sleep in a tent. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it sounds right. What do you mean? Where did you sleep? Uh, put a blow up mattress in the back of the car. I would say at least half the traveling mm. party slept in their car. I'd say you're just homeless. You're at a campsite. Does that help? A lot of homeless people at campsites, dude. That's true. Does the campsite count as home? Man, I would say if you're going to the bathroom outside and you are at a campsite where you have paid money to park your car at that campsite, you're camping even if you sleep in your car. I don't know. You know, it's like if you listen to every word of a book on the audio book. Did you read it? You got all of the information. But if you told me, oh, yeah, I read that, eh, doesn't feel like you're being straight with me. We need, uh, I mean, this is a crusade that I'm on every single week. Our language has an insufficient amount of words. There clearly needs to be a word that encompasses what you're talking about. Yeah. And camping, I would say, is not that word. That, that feels clear to me. But it's also not like glamping. 
you know, where people stay in places that have like running water. We yeah. didn't have that. Yeah. So we made up a new it. word and that new word actually covers like something nobody ever does. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Andy Dalton, huh? Next topic. <laughs> um, he's not that bad. I mean, it's you're not gonna, good enough to overcome the other problems we have. You're going to be in the mix. So just going to write write me down for the 35th straight year of watching a football team that declines to score. You know, like we could if we made different decisions, but we'd rather not. 28 wins in three years. That surprised me a little bit on the Nagy front. Yeah. I would take that. <laughs> At this point, yeah, no, I mean it's it's. It, the, and I was super high on him when they hired him. I was but. super high on him when they hired him. I was super high on him after the first year. It was awesome, uh, but just if you watch those games, it's not a pleasant experience. Like it, however much enjoyment you think that you get out of twenty eight wins, uh, just let it's me like tell the, you, the I've bottom had of less. that. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, like there's like what a five or six game losing streak in, yeah. in the middle of that, and a lot uh, of Nick Foles. Yeah, and just weird. I mean, that one over the Bucks was cool. I really liked that. I liked that in the moment. I think it was a Thursday night game, so I was watching with family out at the lake. Uh, then the Bucks went on to win the Super Bowl, so there's a lot about that game. I mean, it was a big comeback. Um, but yeah, there's, I don't know, a lot of weird stuff in those 28. I mean, we had a Falcons game that was like your Falcons game last year. That counts as one of the 28. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. I mean, the Falcons did it like five fucking times in a row or some shit was that the todd Gurley scored when he didn't mean to game or was that one of the other five times in a I row that was the cowboys one am i wrong i don't no, know I it don't wasn't know. actually okay um yeah then i think you're right yeah big fan of the transitive property of sports where like basically you want a super bowl <laughs> yeah you know I'm not, I'm not saying that i'm just saying i did enjoy watching it yeah um no, but uh, what what I think we really need to talk about, what you're bringing up to kind of distract from this, is that you offered the opinion this week in a setting where people could hear, the general public, okay. uh, that LeBron James is playing better than Joel Embiid, in your opinion. Um, Dude, I will tell you this. Ridiculous. The JoJo, Do you watch basketball, dude? I don't even know if you would call it a step back. Was that last Sunday? Like Sunday yeah. dude, I mean, last Sunday was All-Star. Yeah, so I guess it was within the last five or six days. That's the craziest thing I've I've probably ever seen a basketball player do, and it's probably just because he's huge. Yeah, um, but it's not even really a step back. It's like a an off balance, one foot, twenty seven footer, incredible, absolutely incredible. And uh, it was so good that I then fooled myself into listening to uh, the low post with Bill Simmons because they were going to do a breakdown the second half. I enjoyed that episode as well. Did you enjoy the part where uh, Bill said three different times he's a legit 7'3"? He did say that. He is legit 7'3". He's not even a legit 7 foot, and anybody who watches the NBA knows that. Is he really? Joel Embiid is listed as 7 feet, but he's 6'11". And there's a huge difference between legit seven three and listed at seven feet. That's that is tough. And it, I didn't know that. I believed him when he said it. And I wonder if people think this about us uh, occasionally. Like Zach Lowe easily could have stepped in there and been like, "That's fucking wrong," but he didn't 
because he wanted to be a cool bro. And like, how many times have you and I had that sort of situation? And that's and a complicated relationship. Power imbalance. Well, at least previous. Yeah, I mean, they they don't they have nothing now. But like, you know, it's not like uh, Zach's brain has forgotten the the feeling of like whenever this guy was my boss, and not just like my boss. I mean, he was working at Sports Illustrated, which it's not like that's nothing. That's pretty cool, right? But. He his career ascended very quickly in a short amount of time that started whenever Bill Simmons hired him away from Sports Illustrated. Yeah, like I think it was pretty. It felt to me like Bill Simmons, you know, was reading all of the basketball writers and was like, "This one, yeah, he will be the top voice," and then did everything he could to make sure it happened, and then it did. I mean, you know, he's up there. Uh, Woj has his own thing. I mean, they don't really do the same thing necessarily. What do you think Zach Lowe makes a year? I feel like Wendy's on, uh, I think he's peaked. Um, I suppose I haven't really thought about it, but I mean. <laughs> you haven't thought about whether or not Wendy's peaked? <laughs> I mean, LeBron. I feel like he gets talked about less. LeBron only has so much time left. Yeah. And that's kind of his meal ticket. Like, he's not breaking down film. And um, just the intrigue is he's done. He like, doesn't have the Woj bomb. It's not shocking to me if LeBron changes teams again. He's done it like 20 fucking times. Right. Like, if he goes from the Lakers to someone else, I don't care. So, like, what's the utility of Wendy once the decision? Yeah. Part four no, is he over had a with? moment and much respect. But yeah, I mean, it was a high peak. But Dude, it's, it's I just in have, the past. I have so much respect for him for staying so heavy. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. I, like, I really, really, as someone who, like, I'm pretty close to just being like, I'm going to get fat. You know, I was thinking. I'm gonna stop exercising. I'm just gonna get fed. I was watching uh, that uh, the um, State Farm commercial where they've all got the stand-ins, and Drake's looking just jacked in that commercial. I don't, I don't see what he looks like a lot of times, so maybe that's always how he looks. I don't He's know. on steroids. Yeah, but he looks fucking huge. He is massive, and it's it's comical. Yeah, and uh, I was watching that, and I was thinking about you know Riff Raff also doing that. I feel like a lot of people. Uh, you know, rappers especially have uh, have had this move where they're like, you know what? This Dr. Is gonna... Dre roided way up. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be the summer where I'm just fucking Yoked. giant. Yeah. I got, yeah, biceps the size of people's heads. People with large heads. Still still my <laughs> biceps is big. And I, uh, I was feeling that it's kind of played out in my opinion at this point. I mean, you know, you're not going to find me complimenting things that Drake does, so big surprise. I don't, uh, I don't think it was a great move, but uh i'd say that he needs to do a zig where they zag i think he needs to go uh mac from always sunny one of Ooh. the greatest things of all time uh you know in tv history i would say him getting fat uh you know up there on the mount rushmore and i just wonder why everyone else watched that and didn't think this could be a great tool in my toolbox <laughs> i think it would be fucking hilarious and great for your career if two months from now you're 40 pounds heavier I could do that pretty easily. Let's let's go, dude. With the beard? <laughs> oh my goodness. Fat guy with a giant beard? Just cheese cock. That would fucking rule. Dude, I've been laughing so hard, uh, like almost once a day. So like usually, okay, so it's Wednesday afternoon. And usually uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are pretty healthy nights here at the house. Mm-hmm. Vegetable, meat. Probably a quinoa. Of not even kind. a good carb, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a Q in it. Yeah, and uh, I think it was two weeks ago. You guys ever do uh, like vegan meat options? 
You know, we have, but we've only done it in like lasagna because I feel like at that point it's barely meat anyways. It's covered up enough to where. Yeah. I have had a Beyond Burger, uh, Beyond Meat Burger, which I didn't find too objectionable. I, I mean, wonder I, I if I should start eating, like, at least, like, taking a bite of the weird-ass shit my dad has. So, he, he's vegan. I don't know if everyone keeps track of that on the podcast audience. Yeah. I have a vegan dad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, he got the what pizza about Daniel? Uh, That's a great question. I don't... I mean, he's definitely not vegan. Uh, I don't know how often he participates in their bullshit. I know... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just okay that's one way of like my fucking mom will like like she like whatever he first started being vegan and the it's my impression that the vegan food options have exploded over yeah. the course of the last couple of years yeah so this is before that is the point i'm trying to make yeah uh we like came over to eat dinner with them and like had spaghetti and meatballs were like chewing and with like a weird look on our face like what the fuck yeah and then at the end she's like they were vegan meatballs couldn't even tell huh like explains a lot because uh, they fucking suck like uh i can do like and i even think there might be some of these in the fridge the the turkey we had this argument already about chili um and that that's not really a problem for me the turkey burger or the turkey chili that's i would say comparable yeah, I don't know to, about the turkey. Turkey's fine. So my point is just, uh, I've been laughing because a couple weeks ago, um, I was bitching to you and I was like, man, it ruins my whole day whenever I know uh, heading into the evening that I have to eat something that I don't want to eat. And without really like even like breaking stride, you said, well, then don't. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> I don't know what sort of you know dumb vegetable-based dish we had on the docket that night, but it was messing with me, and it you has really near a Popeyes for like thirty years. You know, if you got a bike I and rode it to that Popeyes, that's pretty much a push, dude. I'm never riding a bike on the street again after that, Sean Bradley. <laughs> that's Sean Bradley. I mean, dude, that's horrific. All man. respect to his family, absolutely, and him. That's um, that's. I don't know, man. I don't know that. I don't even think that Sean would want you to extrapolate from that. That uh, that that you shouldn't ride a bike. I mean, I never really thought of myself as becoming bike guy, anyways. But man, when you uh, like you've been to Dan's house plenty. When you drive around back there, that's dicey, man. There's a lot of biker people back there, and the, the and streets no are challenging, sidewalk, super it's windy, nearly blind turns in a couple yeah. different spots. It's yeah, no, I've I've never felt confident driving back there. I ran back there like a month ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like I think we were doing the hard line at like five thirty or something, and head on a swivel the entire time. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I I'm would not love to guy. know why they thought that was a good street layout. They were wrong. They I would were love wrong. to know why they thought that. Yeah. Now we uh we had a we had a Mormon friend, have a Mormon friend, and uh he grew up here and I made a joke about uh Sean Bradley and then he was like, Yeah, no, he did coach my youth basketball team. So I just want to like reset. Like when this I hear that like there's you, someone who's Mormon, I'm like, "What did Sean Bradley coach your fucking basketball team?" <laughs> and he was like, but "Like, why yeah. would that be a cool thing to do, even from the beginning? Like, you're just making fun of like 
arguably probably like the most famous athlete of this faith of all time. I don't one definitely not. Probably a Taysom. I mean, has Taysom ever been interviewed by Katie Couric? We're doing Manti. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're doing why why Manti? I mean, you finished third in the Heisman voting as a defensive. What player. a sham. He had an absolute sham. A mind-boggling number of interceptions, including one to seal a win over Oklahoma. You know how many home losses Bob Stoops had had to that point? Four. That's not very many. That was the fifth. Okay. He's not a legit seven three. If you want to look at the Wikipedia, page. has uh, is, is there people writing up Bill? Do we have a bunch of blog posts of like, look at this fucking idiot? No, you know, honestly, I. Uh, that I is s- crazy. I mean, because he was he was going on about Embiid quite a bit. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, which is why I think it should be clear to everyone that anyone who goes and says LeBron is the clear-cut MVP is fucking smoking too much. Okay, well, I didn't in any way think whenever I said that that this would turn into the set piece of a critical <laughs> podcast moment. I mean, I took my phone out and wrote it down because it blew me away. I was I was incensed. Just because you're, you, you're like, who's the biggest Joel Embiid cheerleader I've ever met in my entire life? He's had a great year. You've argued with Austin cab drivers about where Embiid ranks in the hierarchy of the NBA. He's also hurt. Yeah, he's gonna get back though. NBA fan TC. He's not had. He's never had injury problems before. Just had some news broken to him. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't watched a single game he's played. Um, and what brought it up? Oh yeah, while we're on the topic of basketball, yeah, uh, I saw a tweet over the weekend where that's that should be the name of a segment. I saw a tweet over the weekend. There are a lot of tweets on the weekend. Yeah, dude, it's a good time to get out there. Um, I saw a tweet over the weekend where uh, they were t- they were saying that Rick Pitino was the uh, the coach who had had the most uh, conferences from which he had made the uh, NCAA tournament, and I put a joke about it. And I guess I always knew this moment would come. Uh, it was a little shocking that it was this one. Really, I, like I'm saying, it should have happened before that I've had to deal with this, come out and you know, like have my press team get to work on it. Mm-hmm. But just endless tweet after tweet of like Kempspin, 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 and I just want to set the record straight. I think it is wonderful what you've done. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But I would think that in your uh, calculating of these things, that this is a, uh, a shared trait, a podcast-wide uh, tendency to uh, forefront the more humorous aspects of a person's life. Yeah, and just, you know, I mean, it oftentimes... I don't feel like I have to pay royalties every time I say, this guy also fucked a lady on a fucking Italian, uh, you know... Yeah, I totally agree. bathroom. I totally agree. Uh, I think both of us have a procl- uh, proclivity for interest in the seedy, oftentimes sexual underbelly of public figures, right? Whether it's Golan Sapel <laughs> yeah. or it's Porcini's. Like yeah, we're, we're, and it's kind of both of our, our the deal. The on uh, expanded universe, of course, including uh, Charles Kushner. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's a crazy one. I, I love it so much. I can't get my head around it. I can't believe, like, of all the things that, like, Resistance <laughs> Twitter would seize upon, they really never got that into the Charles Kushner stuff. And that Aren't was the a Marlins mistake. involved? <laughs> the Marlins? <laughs> like, isn't... I if they are, God, I like, don't recall where. I swear to God, Charles Kushner is like in some way, shape, or form related to the Miami Marlin. He he might be, but the the thing I'm thinking of is that uh, 
Kushner was attempting like it's he was, Jared Kushner's father. Yeah, Jared Kush- yeah. Kushner's father. We've done podcasts on this, but it's been a couple years. Yeah, Jared Kushner. So I'll run through it real quick. Jared Kushner's father uh, was a developer in the New York, New Jersey area, and developers often like giving large political contributions to anyone who's going to be in power, so their development deals get the kind of approvals that they need. Um, the governor of New Jersey at the time was Jim McGreevy. And uh, Charles Kushner uh, gave, I don't know if he like gave it directly to Golan or it was somehow involved in like the Golan Sapel hush money payments. Golan Sapel was a mentally struggling individual that did have a gay relationship with New Jersey Governor Jim McGreevy. Yeah, and I don't recall if he had like, like he might have been a masseuse or something, but he was like in some way, shape or form on the payroll for the governor of New Jersey, who then had to have a tearful press conference with his wife standing right next to him where McGreevy uh, announced his indiscretions. Yes. Uh, he's an Israeli consultant on, most on known have a for his relationship page. with former New Jersey governor uh, Jim McGreevy. So yeah, I, th- I think that Charles Kushner like made hush money payments to Sapel, something like that. Um, and then the uh, FBI was circling Kushner, trying to figure out, you know, wh- what money he'd given, uh, whether or not it was legal, you know, just trying to, to figure out what was going on here. And Kushner's sister's husband flipped on him, or at least he was worried that he was going to flip on him. So Charles Kushner's reaction to that was to hire a prostitute to go and seduce his brother-in-law, and uh, he had the prostitute tape it. And then sent the tape to his sister. Incredible. Incredible. A fun time had by all. So apparently the Kushners tried to buy the Marlin. Okay. Uh, and it fell through. But I knew there was something Kushner related with MLB. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I like it. But no, to your point, it's in no way my own IP. You yeah. You know, I... I I think this is this is me standing on your shoulders. I wouldn't say that that's an accurate description. I would say that we're holding hands, walking together towards a beautiful future where people's public indiscretions are the only thing that anyone knows about them. And it it, it honestly is kind of remarkable because occasionally uh, my wife will mention a person's name, and I'm like, oh yeah, and like I remember, you know, a nine year ago. I don't know why that is. I. I it's not like I am uh, free of my own problems over here. I'm sure people will be able to. That's what I want. I want to be spend on my own. And I think it was Bob's branding. I think he came up with the name. Cam Spin. Yeah, no, it's, and it's good. That's good branding. I would get sure. I would have shirts by now if I were you. I think there are shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. But of course, I'm not going to wear them. <laughs> Why not? How about the first. Uh, First public appearance, first public podcast after we get back. We can both just walk up there wearing matching Kempspin t-shirts. Because I already have my uh, witch hunt shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on deck. That I'm kind saving of been, that. I've kind of been saving that one. Yeah. I still got fucking sand in my eye. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, I, I was well into having a great night. Yeah. <laughs> really not in any position to respond to text messages. When I looked down at my phone... And see that Jake is like, dude, I got sand on my eye. <laughs> I just needed to tell <laughs> sand somebody. sand all over my face. I mean, I appreciate the update. I needed I to liked tell somebody it. because 
uh, again, wife gave me no sympathy and largely was just laughing at it. But I think I thought like... Nora playfully threw a ton of sand on my face earlier. I have showered. I can't get it off me. I just need to tell someone that this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I think it's behind my eyeball. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what, dude? It was a full shovel full of sand. And like, there's nothing I can do. I've held my eye open, uh, clockwork orange style, into the shower uh, I, I think you got to do that longer. Douched it with uh, with saline, and she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I can imagine that. And it's just like it's bothering the piss out of me, dude. I said, "Have you Googled it?" You said, "What the fuck? Am I going to Google how to wash off sand?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> Not that helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good suggestion. I I thought I figured that if you Googled it, you would find some helpful. I mean. Surely people have had sand before. Uh, I googled how to like drive a car out of sand, and then uh, successfully drove my car out of the sand it was stuck in. When was that? Um, it was when I was in Pensacola. Okay. Megan and I were going down to the beach. Uh, wanted to take a U-turn, and you know it was just like a two-lane, just the road that goes along the beach. So as you were sinking, you popped out the the safari and yes, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the trick for anyone who wants to know, if you just uh, go forward, go back, go forward, go back, go forward, go back, over and over and over, you will eventually get out of it. Okay. Create your own little, uh, your own dig. Mm-hmm. But I think we've transitioned uh, into the phase, and maybe not every kid does this, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but we're at the point where my body is comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if I'm sitting down in there as we put her down, she'll walk up and just push me. And if I fall down, funniest thing she's ever seen. And then whenever I raise <laughs> back up, the second funniest thing she's seen. Push me back over, right back up to the top of the list of funniest things she's ever seen. Like hitting me, kicking me, throwing sand on me. Like we're at the point now where amount I'm, of I'm laughing basically increased. Chris Farley. Uh, the amount of laughing in general is greatly increased yeah. in the last couple months. We've gotten to that point. And she asks uh, about you a lot. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you know, I can tell that we have a close connection by the way that she seems terrified every time that she walks in and I'm here. But when you leave, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's common with me. The memory of me, much more pleasant than the actual experience. I think you have a fun name for kids. What's that? Oh, TC? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I would hope so, you know. She likes that one. Kind of sing-songy, simple. Uh, so, I can't remember what made me think of this earlier with Tony Busby. Uh, oh, we were talking about like political contributions. This is my favorite part of the Tony Busby Wikipedia page because there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Busby's the lawyer who had a uh, World War II era tank parked on his um, right in front of his house in Houston. He's the guy who's uh, suing, I suppose, as part of a uh, a suit with a, a plaintiff, Deshaun Watson, over sexual harassment. Stay with me on this one. Mm-hmm. In 2016, Busby hosted a fundraiser at his River Oaks mansion for then presidential candidate Donald Trump. Later on, following the real uh, following the release of the Access Hollywood tape, which just as like a clause, I find to be a hilarious thing that everyone immediately yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
You know, the when the president <laughs> said he grabs women's vaginas. Right. Later on, following the release of the Access Hollywood tape, Busby disavowed Trump and stated his attention to write-in veteran Dan Moran for president. Okay. Subsequently, Busby gave half a million dollars to Trump's inauguration committee. I can't believe it. Uh, where were you the night the tape came out? Dude, you know what? I was actually at a Texas Land and Cattle filling in for Mike Reiner with Corby, and that audio hit at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Yeah, and I was. It was a Friday. Uh, I knew it was the weekend. Yeah, and I I remember like listening to it for the first time, like it was yesterday, and telling Corby like, "Holy shit, dude!" Like I've got the next hour of the show covered. That's wonderful. It was. Do you have that hour? Can I go listen to it? Uh, I mean, we could probably find it. I don't have it. What a document. Readily available. But yeah, that was a wild, wild afternoon. Uh, and then yeah, like no, the I, debate was like four days later. Yeah. And he, and <laughs> and he was like what stopped outside. And they were like, no, 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 no. You cannot bring in every single one of Bill Clinton's <laughs> accusers. <laughs> you got to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was, I was in Houston. I was, uh, I was visiting some friends. I had, I just always remember the uh, weird moment for me was that they they had that night uh, indicated they did not know who Harambe was. And Your friends, yeah. So I was like, wow. Jesus Christ, how fucking online brain poisoned am I that this is? Uh, I've said this name more often than close family members. And uh, these people have never even heard of the gorilla that killed the child in the Cincinnati Zoo. Didn't kill a child, right? Uh, he seemed like he might go for the child, so they killed him. Of yeah. course, of course. Um, Does that tape exist? I think so. I mean, I don't. I, my recollection is it wasn't like super clear. Okay, but th- there was someone with a camera, and you could kind of like hear yelling. Man, then Elon Musk released a auto-tuned rap song. About Harambe? You never heard that? I don't think so. Oh my god! I don't listen Elon to Musk like put out just a song called "R.I.P. Harambe." <laughs> I kind of wish if if I like the way that Twitter lets you mute things. Like if I could just do yeah. that life wide, I'd yeah. like to never hear anything that he's doing again. I'm just tired of it. Yeah, I'm super tired of him. But I swear to God, the chorus was "R.I.P. Harambe," sipping on some Bombay, which is a gin, smoking on that bomb hay. R.I.P. Harambe, and that man is worth a trillion dollars. Awful. Remember that guy at Disney World that tried to rescue his kid from an alligator? How'd it go? That's the like the animal story that I felt like should have been at Harambe level exposure. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Dude, that's. I mean, it's a horrible story, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like. You put uh, yourself me, you in that know, moment and you're like... Embrace debate. I'm going to take the other side. I don't know if I would fight an alligator for my kid. <laughs> really? Come on. I'd, I'd, I mean, you're... If the kid's already dead, I would just dive at the alligator and so fucking take me too. I don't want any... Wherever they're going, I want to go with. And if that's the alligator's intestines, so be it. But you've actually had the opinion, and I think about this a lot too, that like, that's... That's not how you would like it to go, right? Yeah, that like even one. if you've had one day, then that that one day is better than any day. No, that's so why it's different. 
like I'm saying that I appreciate the time I've had with my child so much that I would not be regretful if I lost my child. Like I would obviously wish that I had had more, but like you know the, the whole like uh, would you prefer to have loved and lost than not loved at all? Right. Like you know if if my child had had some complication in like nine hours into her life it had ended. Of course I would be fucking devastated, but I would not take it back. I would not wish that my wife had never gotten pregnant because those nine hours were fucking exceptional. Um. So that and, makes sense then. Yeah, so that still so does allow me to uh, hop into the gator's mouth and say, take me, take me. I'd love to see how small of an alligator I could I'm sure we can get this done. I mean, if Dale fought a bear, <laughs> the least your pussy ass could do is fight an alligator. <laughs> Jeez. First and beat, now this. What's this document you have pulled up? Well, I'm trying to do some research on the fly because I was Googling this to make sure I was caught up, which, why was I even doing that? Uh, And saw that there was something that I didn't necessarily know about the case that seems important. But I have a, uh, so they got away with that, huh? Love it. Um, This was given to me by... It's not my wife making me eat quinoa? (laughs) No, that's not technically a crime. she got away with that, huh? It's it's like a social crime, but we're talking about crime crimes. Okay. Um, Now, this this was given to us by a longtime friend of the podcast, Josh Ellis. You'll uh, remember him from DallasCowboys.com. And he is from Longview, and he informed me... Like Des... Uh, no, Des is from uh, Lufkin. Lufkin. That's right. It's a different city. Um, that uh, in Longview on uh, one of the main roads is a large store, uh, one of the oldest operating businesses in Longview, and uh, winner of Baylor's Business School Business of the Year, uh, one of the years in the 2010s. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> a distinction that I learned about seven seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you would like to be business of the year. I would like to not be uh, worst business of the year, so I suppose if you are offering me a binary choice, sure. We're talking about uh, Harani's Feed Store. Okay. And uh, that was uh, founded by, um, I believe, the grandfather of Ron Harani, but by the time uh, this occurred, Ron was uh, running it alongside uh, his mother, I believe. And Ron... Chilling at home, having a good time. Uh, one of his neighbors hears a gunshot. Oh, no. Runs, uh, you know, trying to find out what's going on. Uh, Ron's been shot dead in his, uh, I think, just like front yard. I think it was just the old, maybe you've heard of someone doing this, the knock on the door and then shoot the person. I never have. Me neither. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, this, this was four or five years ago. I think it was 2016. I can find that in a second here. Um, legit seven three, and uh, they uh, they don't have any idea who it was. The fa- there's stories about the families increasing the Crime Stoppers budget because I mean, whenever you're running Harani's feed, you got you got that kind of dough. Feed um, bank, but uh, just for everyone who thinks like, surely you can't have a because I think that that was uh, Philip and I were talking about this in the context of the Dallas police officer who had the hits carried out. Oh my god, dude! That that he he was like you know, life's not like movies. You can't just carry out hits, and I think that that is the, a lot of people feel that way. And I think that my assertion is that life is in fact uh, a place where it is much easier to get away with murder than the movies. Like in the movies, people get caught in the end most of the time. Uh, in life, it's it appears to be a fifty fifty shot, and uh, this one ended up on the uh, the wrong side of the fifty. Um, 
as this case was being investigated by the uh, Department of Public Safety, a lawsuit was filed, a whistleblower deal, uh, by a member of the Department of Public Safety alleging a number of misdeeds within the organization, one of which being that the officer in charge of uh, investigating the Horaini case was, uh, in fact, sleeping with the widow Horaini. Wow. And had gone out of his way to uh, make sure that she could receive insurance money. Like, the, you know, there's some amount of state level. Like, the insurance company is looking to the state has to be, be signed like, off on by, like, an investigative body. Yeah, like, explain to me what happened here. Like, the state okay. has to determine how he died. You know, like, the, the details of the death. Um, and then the insurance company is going to go off that. Right. And so he was carefully steering that Man. process to make sure that the woman that he was now sleeping with was... Uh, and the, the thing that I'm trying to read on the fly here and make sure I understand is... Because uh, I, have, I have something to say about that. Go ahead. If you want to... Okay, so uh, that feels like something that when you see in movies, you're like, no way. Cop is actually sleeping with widow slash victim of... It's I mean, a I little bit she's Fargo tech- season one. That was the insurance adjuster sleeping with the widow. That's right, yeah. yeah. But like that, when you see it in movies, you're like, there's no fucking way you think you could get away with that. And you're telling me this actually happens? Yeah. But I mean, you do probably get like a pretty intimate level of connection. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses for this guy. And if he had malfeasance on the investigative front, like that's a different subject. But I would imagine talking to people who have experienced trauma, you're a human. And like at some point, you probably are going to feel close to them as they're sharing, you know, the description of that trauma yeah again not trying to make you know excuses for the philandering police officer but i don't know like don't you feel like whenever somebody tells you like the worst thing that's ever happened to them you immediately feel somewhat closer to them yeah yeah no i I mean it's kind of the point of your podcast right the other one is that like it connects with people because you're sharing you know a horrifically traumatic experience and other people that have either been through that or are voyeuristically interested in it, probably feel more connected to you as a person whenever they hear it. So if you're a cop and your job is literally to hear people tell you the worst shit that's ever happened to them all day, might wet the beak every now and then. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Uh, Now, you understand it, but you also understand how you just can't really tolerate that if you're the superiors. There's some real questions here. Yeah, there's an ethics uh, concern for sure. uh, A sheen of impropriety. And one of the questions that I think a lot of people were asking, and I didn't know how much evidence there was about this at all, but I'm about to read, you know, what I've just uh, found here, and you can decide for yourself. But just uh, one of the big questions raised by this entire thing is, the man is dead. Like, when did this relationship start? Okay, well, that's a whole other situation, right? Like, if it started beforehand... Then, then you have more questions. I have a lot more questions, yeah. Uh, the Longview so. News Journal published a story. This is a, a gentleman who runs a, a thing. Uh, it's not Bob Loblaw's law blog. It's Law Flog. <laughs> 
it doesn't really roll off the tongue in quite the same manner, but sure. Uh, so the, the guy who runs Law Flog says, The Longview News Journal published a story about the lawsuit on November 28, 2019, and shortly thereafter I received a phone call from a woman in Cherokee County who wondered whether her, her ex-husband may have been involved in the murder of Ron Haraney. Heather Metzig was previously married to DPS trooper Tyson Metzig, and she claimed that he had been under investigation by Ranger Davis at the time of the murder. Ranger Davis is the uh, gentleman who uh, was sleeping with the ex-wife and investigating the case. According to Ms. Metzig, her husband looked very similar to the official sketch. There was an official sketch. I'll show it to you in a second here. Better than the leprechaun? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, She said she found an article online suggesting that Mr. Haraney had been shot with a compact AR-15, and she said her ex-husband owned one. I did not pursue the issue further based on the information she gave me at that time. In mid-June, however, she contacted me with additional information. She said her 8-year-old daughter had a Gmail account that had been used on one of Trooper Metzig's Android phones, and through that Gmail account, she was able to look at the GPS tracking information from his phone on the date of the murder. According to Ms. Metzig, the GPS data showed Trooper Metzig traveling from Cherokee County to the site of the murder on the date of the murder. I have the t- Well, Jesus, dude, I didn't see all this. I don't know if they did get away with that, huh? Yeah. Uh, it does say that uh, um, the official DPS records indicate that, uh, like, he, he wrote a felony DWI ticket uh, at 4 p.m. that day in, you know, another county in Texas. Um, and Harini was shot at uh, 7 p.m. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe I need to look in further to this because that, that sounds bad, but yeah, who, who knows? Uh, you know ex-wives have uh, motivations too so it's interesting right like okay so we have this case of the guy in dallas um the the dallas police officer who was apparently involved in not only two hits but like prior to that had a bunch of complaints against him a bunch of iad investigations and the guy that he was involved in this murder with like he had done crimes with growing up and i'm not saying like being a criminal as a youth should completely uh, preclude you from law enforcement, but you know, we're taking all this in context. So do you think it's more likely that you could get away with it in big city or small city? Small city. You think so? Even though like, you know, cause the, the, the counterpoint to that would be like the, everybody knows everything about everybody. Whereas like big city is like, all right, you're going to have much brighter lights you know, sh- you know, shown upon your your crimes, but like the flip side of each of those is just like, okay, yeah, but there's no investigative power necessarily in small cities that would threaten you. And on the flip side, big city, you're saying, yeah, but like they're gonna miss some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there's I, like I, five million people here. Uh, in a big city, whoever's assigned that murder case has worked hundreds of murder cases, and it doesn't even stick out to them. In a small city, uh, they might not have worked a murder case in their life. And they don't know Do how I to handle it. Do I think I can get away with a murder whenever the person investigating it has never attempted to investigate a murder? I don't know. I don't hate my chances. Yeah. Like, that's a big yeah, but, theme. Yeah, but, but the, if they get one, though, it might feel like more of a this is my career moment type thing, and they're, like, doggedly chasing the case in as the, opposed uh, to a guy who just goes home at the end of his 9 to 5 and is like, yeah, fuck it, it's another murder. In the Bill James book, yeah, but just doing things over and over is the way to get good at them. Like being enthusiastic about the task, like, yeah, I guess it helps, but it's not as big a determinant as experience. You know, I mean, like it's like you could say, like, would you rather start a rookie quarterback or Tom Brady? The rookie's going to be really excited. He's there, you know, 
Yeah. Tom Brady's got the experience. Experience is very important. Um, the Bill James popular crime uh, highlights on a regular basis, like in the major unsolved crimes of the last couple hundred years. Uh, that a thread that runs through a lot of them is that it happened in a small town. Um, I think that that's uh, certainly some amount of the uh, John Bonet is that the Denver PD didn't get involved until yeah. after the crime scene had been failed to be secured. Yeah. Where do you do you have a, an opinion on who killed John Bonet? Not, I mean, not really. I don't think it was the brother. I feel like I've seen enough to think it wasn't the brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really don't, dude. Like, and basically every five years we'll just trudge this story back up and uh that looks like bruce arians by the way maybe it's just the hat <laughs> it's just the hat but yeah the, the sketch of who killed ron hermione um does does look like it might be bruce arians that did it dude it's, it, or it, uh dodd from uh season two of fargo i don't remember dodd the i mean he wore that hat the older brother that was uh trying to take over the syndicate thought the mom was weak He's the one that had Hansi, like Hansi was his foot soldier. It, Have you ever seen Fargo? It bums me out that you're like this up to date on Fargo and I'm not. I mean, I've watched, I mean, I've, I, I stalled out in season three. I made the big, mis- the worst mistake you can make. I, oh, told, I told my wife this that I was Hansi? doing it. Yeah, but, no, I'm saying uh, Dodd is who oh, I'm talking I about. Said- Hansi is uh, like, like that uh, Hansi is Dodd's soldier. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that might be my favorite season. I think it might be. It's very uh, good. But it, essentially, the John Bonet, uh, it, there's like a John Bonet economy <laughs> that you participate in, which is like every five years they just do the whole thing over again, and like they get, uh, you know, a new forensic specialist, and they don't really ever appear to have any sort of conclusion whatsoever. Yeah, just the. I'm trying to remember the Bill James um, conclusion because it was pretty good. Like he, uh, the he's focused on the note that was left that was discovered. Yeah. like hours into the whole thing, and just his assertion was that it was someone who worked at the dad's company. That is what I've heard. Yeah, and probably had like pederast tendencies. And just like, I think that he was, I don't know. I wish, which is, I, which I is actually just called being a up. pedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I couched that in terms that were a little bit soft. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know who it was, so we don't right. know what they did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's weird. But it also has the feel of someone who is blaming him for something and so is like, well, I'm going to make this bad for you too. Like, the dad? If you can't be happy, then I can't, or if I can't be happy, then you can't be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I got that message as much as like the I'm trying to take kids because I like kids. Do you feel like that's a 90s phenomenon? Not taking kids, but the like I know that there was recently that Netflix series um, regarding I was a child pageants or something. Everybody got really mad about it. Do you Mm -hmm. remember this? Like in the last few months, there was a, a big controversy over that. But man, I feel like that is like maximum 90s. Like, and even going back and watching that, uh, like the Britney Spears documentary, I had forgotten that, like, you could go to the mall and you would see performances put on by children, like, in the mall. 
Yeah, mall shows. I can't imagine <laughs> I they're happening a lot now. But yeah, no, I I did the same experience when I was watching the documentary. I was like, I did go to a couple mall shows. I definitely did, and I forgot that those even existed. They had cars at the mall. They had ferrets at the mall. They would and they always have cars inside at the mall. Um, the biggest one I remember, I think that this was Fox Valley Mall in Aurora, Illinois. Uh, this is whenever uh, Pocahontas was coming out. I know I saw Pocahontas in the uh, greater Chicagoland area, so that's why I think that it was probably Fox Valley of the Mall it was. Uh, that they had uh, one of the animators came and like free-handed a couple. He was like, this is a character I made. I'm just going to draw him real quick. Like, Can you literally imagine anything less interesting to see in person? <laughs> than a guy drawing. And it wasn't even like the... He a wasn't cartoon. the animator for Pocahontas. He was like the... Uh, the John Smith's boss or whatever, like the, oh, the villain in the thing. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mall shows, dude. Bring them back. What was wrong with that? And it was never, like, I feel like it was never adult artists. Like, which is even more concerning, right? Like, it would be like a, a, a kid singing yeah. and dancing act or a kid, like, pop punk band. By the way, did you see uh, Buzz Oven got real mad at me the other day? I don't know what that means. So when I was uh, like probably 17, 16, 17, 18, there used to be this thing in DFW called Buzz Oven. I kind of remember and you it was talking like, about this. Yeah, it was like the hype. I don't know. It was like a music blog before they were very popular. Mm -hmm. And they would hold these battle of the bands. And they always felt rigged, much mm -hmm. like, uh, totally, like the door in Fort Worth would charge uh, $10 per head. And they would give the band like a dollar. That's not right. And so Buzz Oven was this thing where they would have these battle of the bands. You would do like a full day on Saturday or a full day on Sunday. They would charge 10 or $15 for entry. They would keep essentially all the money. And uh, the only chance you had at winning is if you had a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, that's super cool, dude. And uh, I tweeted about it just because I randomly like thought about it. And I think somebody copied like two guys who used to run it and they were they were not pleased with my review mm -hmm. did you ever play in a battle of the bands i never played in a band man i thought you had like a minute on the guitar at least like screwing around with your buds i would like play it at my house but never like anywhere in public i mean we just weren't that good like we couldn't like uh, it i had did not stop us who did but i mean like just i at no point was I like really good at playing like full songs. Yeah, it was more I, like you I, know. I, I do not want to overrepresent my. I, I knew <laughs> abilities like here. One blink riff, you know. At some point, I did learn the the bridge to damn it, and at that point, I could kind of play a song all the way through. There you go. That was the last part I learned. A month or so ago, I learned damn it on piano and like screamed and brought the family in. How's that coming along? Um. When are you going to play a concert sometime? <laughs> you make me want to smoke. It's, you know, I think it's okay. I still do it every week. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. So I probably do like two hours of practice, I would say, per week, scattered across. Now, the one thing I will tell you that's very difficult about it is you, I, I have to do it on a keyboard a lot, like before or after the kid goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I have like a 25-key keyboard so that limits your ability to shift octaves a little bit um but i don't know i'm trying to stave off alzheimer's a little bit here 
<laughs> is I've, that what I've, piano I've heard, playing does? I've heard learning an instrument helps. I was uh, really heartened by the uh, the musers uh, talking. I mean, this was months ago that uh, people with kids tend to stave off those things better, like just because the kids acquiring so much activity from you, like you. Stay I mean, a on its face, bit, it makes sense. A little bit better, yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. No, I, f- I feel like it is increased my activity, and I like that. Just a lot of things you have to keep track of, so I suppose that would help. Yeah. Um, boy. I just thinking about what like either you or I would be like at this stage with no kid and no wife. <laughs> it's not good. I wouldn't have much time left, but I would have enjoyed all of it that I did <laughs> to that point. Fair. <laughs> no, uh, the other more muses. rest in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the other musers thing that uh, I was thinking about this was before the uh, Sean Bradley thing. I I almost texted Craig. I haven't texted Craig in years. I don't know if he thinks about me, but uh, I was driving behind someone on a bike, and I am always the thing I always think about is like uh, them just falling over, and then like my wheel crushes their head. But, like, it all happens fast. So, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I mean, the answer is, like, don't follow so close. But you know what I mean. Uh, Things happen fast. Life comes at you fast. Looked out at your phone for two seconds and something that everybody does. And the next thing you know, you're like Cameron Poe. And so I was just wondering. Unjustly in jail. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And I was wondering how often Craig falls. And then I was thinking that most of the, like, while he's biking. Yeah. And I would think well, that... I, I, that was fairly easy to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, but uh, I, I would think that he falls somewhat, but I bet it's always... He could tell you a story about it, you know, of like, well, this came out of nowhere, it was raining, right? you know, that kind of thing. I, I want to know when the last, like, straight line, flat surface... Like, has it been a decade since he just fell off his bike? It it might have been a decade, but still, I would bet that three to four times in the past 25 years of his, like, riding a lot, he's had a complete, unexplainable wipeout. And in fact, I think I've heard him talk about this a little bit before. Like, that I don't think he's, I think he said before that, like, he, he might have said that he's never had surgery. Did you actually text him? No, oh, no, I thought I didn't. you were pulling up your text right there. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I was in the car as I was thinking about this. I have a lot of great ideas in the car that don't get followed up on. Brain notes. <laughs> yes, if I had brain notes, I would have called. Uh, would have texted Craig when I got home. I don't think that right now I could ride a bike for more than fifteen minutes without falling. <laughs> without falling. See, I just don't think I could do it. Like, like at all. Like I, mean, I would I just want a... out. Like my ass would hurt. Yeah, I'm. Um... Would you rather have anal sex or ride a bike? Well, like, which side of this am I on? I think that's obvious. Like, I'm getting pegged? Yeah. Peg me up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that you're uh, really activating any of the, the pleasure muscles of the butt uh, when, when you have the bike riding experience. It feels it is, like just pain. Again, I, I think I see more bike riding um, in the last year just because of being back by Dan's house. I mean, it is, dude, it's, I probably pass four or five of them a day between there and back. 
Like it's a bike riding area. And I, I, it freaks me out, dude, because like, again, there are times when you look down at your phone or you're doing whatever and you look up and you're like, Oh, Oh shit. Bike man, bike lady. So I don't know, man. I, I, I bet that he's fallen a couple times in the last like 10 or so years. Like just you fall. I'd love to know. And then what's that like, dude? When he falls? I mean, I'm surprised he doesn't like come in with like it just if it were me, up all the time. Yeah, like broken arms and shit. Did like, you ever have a teeth incident with a bike? No. I mean, I just didn't get on a bike for you. Oh, I, I always forget that. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Because I knew I would have a teeth incident. There I was, never had one, but I've seen one and it was I've seen a kid like holding oh, fuck. Like a handful of his teeth. Like a John Voight in an adaptation? Haven't seen it, but I'm going to say yes. Uh, and it was just a curb situation where he fell forward and... Oh, God. Just bit it, dude. Oh. <laughs> they were they were jacked. That's a, probably a decent excuse to get fake, te- uh, fake teeth, though. Because like, if I did that right now, you'd never let me hear the end of it. <laughs> what do you mean? I'd make fun of you for the most painful thing I could imagine? No, like if I got fake teeth, like for purely cosmetic purposes without the impetus yeah, of like a yeah, major yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah. So you're hoping for a major accident? I'm not so hoping, like, but... Well, you know, I might as well. <laughs> yeah, I think you would roast me. Now, uh, my worst bike accident was there was... I mean, this... It was definitely the last time I went to Sky Ranch, which I was trying to remember that the other day. Uh, when, when, what two year, two summers I spent in Sky Ranch, I think it was after like sixth wakeboarding grade, there? after seventh grade, they do have wakeboarding there. Uh, I tried it. I couldn't get up. Yeah. That makes two of us. Yeah. Yeah. I barely got up. Oh, I was going to tell you whenever we were talking about, uh, the trip to Gulf Shores, uh, family booked a, uh, family vacation to, uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Which family? The one that I'm in. My parents. Just the three? Oh, the whole fam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents, brother, okay. his kids, wife, my R- kid. Very cool. We're all going to go down. Got a little uh, seaside villa. Going to be very exciting. Go meet up with the former co-host? Uh, I mean, he's they in Cincinnati now. Oh, okay. He, uh, you know, is ready there in case they never let him put the headset back on again. <laughs> Um, but, uh, in, uh, dude, whenever that Tom Brenneman thing happened, I mean, I think that they have like a fill in TV person, so they did not call up the radio person, but that was the first question in my mind. He's on the list. Was, does this mean that Tommy gets to call the games? That he'd be putting his headset on again. Um, but, uh, so I, I think that I will again attempt to see if Gulf Shores has flyboards and if I can get up on one of those. I think it's a low chance, but I'm going to find out. What about like Travis? Do they have flyboards? That's a great question. We should ask that. It feels like Lake Travis is a flyboard type body of water. Like there's got to be a high, I mean, again, Elon. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he may have set up shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that sound, that's a good idea. I'm going to look into it. Okay. Um, yeah, so tried wakeboarding at Sky Ranch, couldn't do it, wasn't for me, um, and my best friend growing up was a big bike enthusiast, like his whole family to this day does long bike riding tours, 
Uh, my parents and his parents have a thing of every 10-year anniversary, like 10, 20, 30, 40. Mm-hmm. They'll go, you know, they'll go to New England and uh, ride the trails. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, going into that, knowing that Sky Ranch is coming up, I'm like, I'm going to fucking figure it out. I'm going to like get better at this bike shit so that whenever <laughs> he goes on his bike thing, I'm not just going to be like sitting back at the cabin doing nothing. I'm going to figure out. And it was fucking mountain biking. I was like, I'm going to figure out this goddamn mountain biking. Yeah. Deer, and, uh, gears and the like. And it went all right. Like I couldn't do it now, but you know, it, it I didn't totally ruin the time for everyone else. That's always what I'm worried about in any physical thing. Yeah. Like, I would love to play and pick up basketball games, but it would be a miserable experience for the other nine people on the court. Yeah. Uh, like, if, if, if that wasn't the case, I, you know, who knows how often I'd be out there. Just You're a considerate man. Um, I think the last time I was on a bike was in Amsterdam. Yeah. That's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> At least off the top of my head, I mean, I don't, I don't own one. Yeah, that's probably going to be a real uh, big problem. Started crying in Amsterdam. That was a whole other issue. Oh, that wasn't biking related. <laughs> she didn't skin her knee. Well, she was on a bike. <laughs> okay, she was on a bike. <laughs> Is there a, a phantasm chasing her? In her opinion? <laughs> oh no, on cue. <laughs> Uh, we're just um, making fun of you for that. We one were time talking you were, about another person. You were crying on that bike in Amsterdam. <laughs> um, what a jerk! <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I I don't remember the exact. I just something popped me. You know, like uh, like I hit something. I went yeah. up. Like as I'm, you got that split second in the air where you're like, "This is fun," but like, what's coming next? Am I flying? What's uh What's the countdown for? <laughs> and. Um, then uh, hit down, off the bike, thrown from the bike. And that's the only time I've had the wind knocked out of me. In your life? Yeah. I mean, I don't do a Bro. lot of things that would make it so that I would have the wind knocked out of me. Man, you call that, that 12-13 X-crack toss. I'm coming for that safety, and he's going to deplete me every single time, but we're springing the edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of getting in front of them. Well, whenever you weigh 107 pounds, it doesn't really matter if you're in front of them. They're going to run you over. I would I would say I probably have had the wind knocked out of me no less than 100 times in my life. 100? Wow. All Like, what I mean, percentage a, in the situation you're describing? A couple dozen uh, okay. plus, I mean, dude, basketball? I feel like that was a common thing. I just get... Take a charge, get run over. Yeah, I mean, you ever get beamed? As I said, been hit. You get hit with a baseball. That's a tough one. That's not wind knocked out. No, but I. I've gotten hit with a baseball plenty of times. That was the one sport I did play, and uh, yeah, dude, I I got bonked with them pretty frequently. I mean, it was either that or catch it. OBP. You're on. You're on the base paths, my man. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Um, Um, yeah, getting. Getting slapped in the chest by parents. Okay. That one will knock the wind out of you. I'd never had a parent knock the wind out of me. Brother, you haven't lived. The <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, like it was, it was such a relief whenever it, whenever the air came back, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm actually fine. But having that experience the first time, it was 
very difficult, you know? Like the, You think you're dying. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, it feels quite like things are over. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it, the lungs fill back up with air, ends up all good. What about like a big zong rip that ever qualifies knocking the wind out of you? I mean, I feel like that would be... Uh, I'd be a little dramatic to be like, I took a rip so hard, I'd knock the wind out of me. <laughs> Certainly, there's times where, like, I'm swimming and I need a moment, like, and I'm just coughing yeah. so bad. But I, I wouldn't say it's like a wind knock. What about out of the me. jet ski? Ooh, that's a good point. I think that I have. Because I feel like I have. I don't know. I don't think it was a jet ski. It wasn't like full wind knocked out, but uh, going off of the inner tube being pulled by a yeah. boat. Yeah. I've definitely had like a, I need to catch my breath here for a second. Something happened. I didn't get a chance, despite having the best lake summer of my life last year. I don't think that I, or there was one time whenever uh, me and the Excel boys went out that we pulled uh, one of the guys on the, on the tube and I'm making a pledge right now. This is, this is my golden uh, buzz the lens promise. That I will deliver a video of people on floats being pulled by boats to the P1s this uh, this summer. How about that? I think I'm also going to live stream my first time I get out there and rip it. I love it. I, I absolutely I've, love it. I think I've figured out how to do that so that they can just go on the journey with me. I, I feel confident. Dude, that plus working the drone in? I know, dude. Are you kidding me? I mean, I've had a whole off-season to plan, you know? It's the, the summer that, of TC. The way that Kyle Shanahan's putting, you know, writing down plays, just thinking up new ideas for this uh, this upcoming year. You've got the Supreme Court. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, dude. You got the the executive branch. Mm-hmm. You got Andy Dalton. <laughs> All the good things. And you got a drone. Yeah, you're good to go. Oh, I meant to give you the update, and I guess I can now. Uh, flew it today, my man. How about that? It was. It you're ended so up back. costing more. Like, I would say all told, that was probably like a $450 mistake. Mm. <laughs> Not great. That's about what I would have thought a drone would cost. It's about a thousand more than that for a new drone. Damn. So I saved a thousand dollars off of, I mean, you know, that. Will you bring it to Austin? A hundred percent. There you go. Yeah, no, expect the highlight video of the weekend. Competing drone with Danny B. Why can't we team up? Talking about drone doc? Yeah, dude. Maybe maybe we'll just... Well, I just mean like, you know, we both put together a lot of footage, getting the lab together, just being like, what do you got footage-wise? What do <laughs> I got? Well. Let's mix and match. All right, we got to go. We'll have another show for you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.